Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. I am your host, Brent Coley, and a principal at an elementary school in Southern California. And I'm very excited. Joining me today, the one, the only, Dean Ganey. Dean, how are you, buddy? I am doing excellent. Um, very good uh, end of the week. Glad it's Saturday. Glad to be here. <laughs> Yes, we were we were chatting before we went before we started recording. It couldn't have come at a better time. Productive <laughs> week, productive week, good week. But um, I'm glad there's Saturdays to kind of relax and take a little bit of time off. But I'm excited to chat with you today. We've been kind of chatting via Voxer about um, getting together today to record to share some stories. But before we get into that, let everyone who is listening know. Uh, a little about a little about you. Who is Dean Ganey? Well, that could be a loaded question, but I will say that my name um, speaks a lot about who I am, and it it means in the valley. <laughs> and so, when I think about that, I think about being someone who is involved in lots of different things. Um, everything when it rains, all the rain comes in the valley. Anyway. Um, I am Dean, the teacher of 12 years. This is uh, going after this year will be 13. Um, I'm also Dean, the singer. I have been singing all of my life. Um, Dean, the writer, um, recently uh, published our first solo book in April of this year, Journey to the YNU. Um, Dean, the actor, I could go on and on about different things that I've done. Served in the uh, United States Air Force, so another bank of experiences there. So all things considered, I'm a smorgasbord or a buffet of things. <laughs> That's been, I'm trying to think back on all the guests that I've had. And as I'm jotting down notes, I don't think I've had anyone list the number of things that you have just done. That is awesome. And uh, thank you for your service in the United States Air Force. I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> when we chatted beforehand about kind of what kind of stories do you want to share? What do you, what's your, what's your, what do you want the topic to be? You said you're one of your passions. You have a lot of passions, but one of the ones that you wanted to share stories about is it's about the reach. So go ahead. Uh, the floor is yours. What do you mean by that? When we say it's about the reach? Um, well, if I had to define this, um, I would say that, I've come to know certain things as an educator for 12 years of 12 years that I may not have been completely aware of before I was a teacher. Um, I think it's one thing to teach, but I think it's another thing to reach. And um, I, strangely enough, I knew somewhere in my mind that I was going to be a teacher when I was a kid. Um, and I don't know exactly how that came to be, but I know I had a very, very inspiring and encouraging first grade teacher. Mm. And she, she, was a, she was a very good teacher, but there was something extra. There was something more that she had going on. And I don't, like I said, I, I, I probably wasn't really aware what that was at the time, but there was something about her that made me want to go back in the afternoons after school was over and just kind of be in her classroom. Um, that turned into, you know, once I graduated first grade, went to second grade, I would go back and visit her then. 
you know, and the story goes, uh, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And once I went to middle school, I left elementary school, I would go back and volunteer in her classroom, right. um, doing whatever, you know, she gave me the opportunity to do. And, um, you know, it was a volunteering thing, but I, in my mind, I felt like it was my obligation to do it. And um, I would faithfully go back uh, as much as I could during, uh, each day. And I volunteered all the way up to 12th grade when I graduated high school with um, probably, I think it was the second highest volume of community service hours for, um, because I, I felt like she did something, she changed something, she sparked something, she inspired something in me. And there was, she cared, she cared uh, in a way that I don't believe anybody else did. Now my mom and dad were absolutely excellent, you know, but this was a different thing. You know, mom and dad, you know, you, you get used to your mom and dad and you, mm -hmm. your mom and dad. you know, your mom and dad love you, but um, there's something about when someone else takes a, takes a, uh, an interest in you and believes in you and um, will sort of push you or urge you on. And that was her. Uh, she would say certain things. She was very, very matter of fact at times, like she would not let you step out of line. Um, she was very structured. Um, but at the same time, it was a soft hand, you know, it's like, um, this is why, or, you know, it, it, the way in which she carried things out, um, really inspired me. And I think that was the time that was the moment that was when I knew that this must be something I'm headed towards because, um, it's with her, you know, I basically, I saw myself teaching because I kept going back and being in a, a teacher's classroom. So um, when I think about the reach, I think about her, I think about how she reached a part of me that I mean, I don't even know, I don't think I knew about um, at that time. I didn't even know I had it. I didn't even know that I had that uh, in me to be reached, but she reached me and um, it was my decision to go to college, become a teacher, step into the classroom, um, and so that's how I started to understand, um, from day one that she inspired me, she motivated me. And this is the reason why I'm here. Mm. So that being said, that started, that launched my teaching career. Now that's one story I would share because yeah. that was where it all began. Um, and as I've been teaching for the past 12 years, I've slowly, but surely understood that it's not just my teaching certificate. It's not just the fact that I've gone to school to get this degree. Um, because quite frankly, it's out there for anybody to go to school and get a degree. It's out there for anybody to pass a test and get a certificate. But there is a lot more going on than that. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, uh, I have um, an interesting story. Um, I interned at an elementary school in Orange County in Orlando. And uh, right after I got out of, well, it's my last year of college, my senior internship, um, was fortunate enough to get hired by that, that principal. So I started working at that school as soon as I graduated. And the very first class I had, um, probably, I, I was excited, I was motivated. I was that first year teacher that was really just all about the learning, all about the kids. Um, and I was just so happy and excited. Um, and I had a chance to 
um, after that third grade, I taught third grade. I had a chance to, when they got to fifth grade, I guess you wouldn't call it a loop because they went to fourth. Sure. I was still in third and then I jumped to fifth. And so I had a chance to teach those, that group of students for a second time. So there was this one student who I taught in fifth grade and I felt like, um, teachers avoided him. I felt like, um, no one paid any attention to him. He had some behavioral issues, challenges. He was a twin. Um, and maybe I thought back to when I was in first grade, maybe I had a moment where I reflected on my first grade experience. Um, but I said, I'm going to find a way I'm going to think about something I can do to try to help. And so, you know, I would talk to him here and there and try to encourage him to do, you know, do the right things and, um, ask how I could help. Um, to in, to better his experience, and I actually had him eat, eat lunch with him a couple of times, and just had conversations with him. Um, and little did I know that how much those moments uh, would have not only just at that time, but long term. And and to hear about it, I've heard several things post that year, like after that year was over, still hearing things about, about um, the initiative that I took to help him to, to care enough to reach him, right? And not just be concerned about the academic things, although the academics are important, but there was something more mm. that he needed than just the academics. And clearly it wasn't, he wasn't getting it. He wasn't getting it for whatever the reason is, he needed somebody, he needed something extra. And I made it my personal decision that I was going to reach this kid. Um, he did not get better overnight. <clears throat> Excuse me, there were still some behavioral issues, still things going on that year. But, um, <laughs> and this is the interesting part, I think. Um, and I call it teacher gone uncle. <laughs> because I, I I was no longer, well, I was still Mr. Ganey, but I became Uncle Dean very, very quickly. Um, very, very much so respected and appreciated by his family. Uh, even beyond his time at my school, uh, he would re I would reach out to him, I would check on him, I'd make sure he's still, he was okay. Um, anything in terms of studying or whatever, I would help him study, I would tutor. Even the ASVAB, we were working on him getting that test taken at some point. Things like that, that I felt like I could step in and be that uncle and help and inspire and motivate, just like that teacher in my first grade class did to me. Um, he is now 22. <laughs> uh, he is now 22 and I am still Uncle Dean. Um, and uh, he actually is slated to get married soon. And he made it very clear to me that I have to be at the wedding I might even have to be in the wedding and sing at the wedding, um, which I'm totally okay with. But it, it's one of those experiences that every time I think about it, I think what would have happened, what could have happened to him had I not reached out to him? What would have happened to him had I not taken an interest beyond the academic stance? What would have happened if it was just, oh, that's just another student. Let me just teach and not try to reach. Mm. Um, to me, that's a perfect example of how trying to reach a student has, has 
has has been a success. It can help them in more ways than you could realize. Um, I think it also says it also says that when you try to reach that student, you you may not be able to do it the same way mm-hmm. as everybody else. Yeah. It's going to take something a little bit different. It's yeah. going to take an approach that may have you step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but if you truly are concerned about the well-being the whole child, if you're concerned about that student, you know it. It, it to me it says, I'm willing. Uh, I had to make a decision. Yes, I I could have said no, but I realized that it was for him. It was for it was for it was for his good. And I think as a teacher, I've come to understand that as a teacher, it, this is this is this is. Um, this is real like this is this is not just um this is not just academia there's 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 learning uh that takes place that's not just limited to math and science there's much more to growing and learning and teaching than just that and so i'm i'm grateful that i've had the opportunity to be able to be in his life um he's he has recently expressed certain things to me about how I saved him from things or how you know I would say something to him or how I would ha- something that would that happened in that fifth grade year or beyond that fifth grade year that really meant a lot to him um, and for the relationship that I have with his family and 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 him of course over all of these years um, to me that's the reward that's the benefit because his pathway you know changed was altered perhaps um, from what it could have been had I not realized, hey, I can't do what I've always done. Um, I have to do something different. So at stores like that, I mean, that's probably the, the, the biggest one I would say as far as impact that I've had, but stores like that really reinforce why I teach every day. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, gosh, I'm, Number one, you're a good star- storyteller. Well done, Dean. <laughs> but uh, but but it's just it's reinforcing. I'm, again, I'm jotting down notes. It just reinforces to me because I'm I'm with you. I, I and as I think you started your story. You start when you started talking. You said like you realize the more you've been in the profession, the more you realize how important this is. <laughs> how important that yes, we've got standards to teach. But if we're not building the relationships with these kids that we teach, how far are we really going to get? It's like, I loved your quote. It's one thing to teach. It's another thing to reach. And yes, how many, I mean, you said like a lot of people will, will gain their credentials or gain their certificates and they'll be in a classroom and they'll, and they'll quote unquote teach meaning they'll say the things, but how many of those students are they actually reaching? And what a testament to your first grade teacher. I mean, uh, have you have you kept in touch with that teacher? I have. Sure. I have. And she's uh, up in age now, uh, but she still remembers me. Um, <laughs> I uh, I wouldn't say I was her I wouldn't I could say I was her favorite student but I was definitely the one she saw the most because I went back and helped her all those times. Sure. <laughs> but I mean I will never I will never forget the level of impact that she had and just thinking about it sometimes just gives me chills because 
I just wonder where I would have been. Yeah. You know, even with the parents that I had, you know, how would my my life path have been altered had she not stepped in and been an impact and been an influence? You know, and I even wonder too, what um like you know, what would what would someone do? What would I do if I knew if I knew that if I took the opportunity to reach a kid and couldn't fail, how would that change my actions? How would that change my approach to things if I took the opportunity to reach a student with the understanding I couldn't fail? Hmm. Like, how would that transform life as we know it? If everyone said, every teacher said, I'm going to try to reach that student. I'm going to do something a little bit different so I can reach that student. And it totally transforms their pathway, yeah. totally transforms their life. And not only them, you too. Because yeah. I I mean, I, I will tell you, when I reached out to this, what I call him, he's obviously my nephew now. He's not the same color as me either, which is another powerful thing, which I mean, I could cer certainly talk about that. But um, if I, in my reaching out to him, in my um, becoming Uncle Dean, it changed me. Mm. Because it it, it, it it certainly means a lot that I have biological nieces and nephews, yeah. but there's something special about the idea that we are not biologically related, but at the same time, we are, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and, it, and, and I love another one of my big ideas in life is diversity and community. I love the fact that we understand that it really doesn't matter when it comes to um, showing that you care when it show when it comes to empathy and compassion and all of that, it really doesn't matter. All those things that we see, um, but what really is important is what we don't see and those things that are acting inside of us that cause us to to care and to show that we we really want the best for for other people. Um, and I just I just feel that I feel that question so so strong in my mind is if you could not fail what would you change what would you do differently and so that's kind of how I live now as a teacher currently I look for opportunities to have an impact I look for opportunities to, to reach um, you know and at the same time I also ask the question is there such thing as someone who is unreachable is there such a thing you know thinking about the reach is there anyone that can't be reached or is it that we haven't considered the way in which we should reach them or an opportunity is it that we haven't identified what it's going to take to reach them but i just think that you know it, the reach is what's important teaching is great but i can teach all day and they not learn anything <laughs> you know i can <laughs> the teach without the reach is it really is it really teaching type? I mean, or is it is it the depth that we want that we want to go? And I think you and I will agree, and I think anyone listening is going to agree. The answer is no, because I mean, kids will go through a they'll run through a brick wall for you if they care about you. I mean, your first grade teacher you cared about so much that you came back and volunteered for the next eleven years. I mean, what a testament to to that teacher and to go back to your question is any kid unreachable is anyone unreachable i firmly believe that the answer is no but i go back to what you earlier said when you were talking about 
now your nephew, the one that you really wanted to invest in, you said it didn't change overnight. You said that there were still issues, there were still things we had to work on. And for any teacher who's listening right now, or any administrator, anyone who's listening, we know just because you make that decision, it doesn't mean, all right, fantastic. Now all the behavior problems are solved and all of the potential outside life problems that this kiddo is experiencing, that that goes away. But I think answering your question, oh gosh, I love that that first question. What if we, what, what would we do if we knew we couldn't fail? And that's just a mindset because really it may take 10 years. I mean, literally it might take 10 years. Let's say you're a principal or whatever, something like that. And you've got, you're going to be in contact with a certain student for a number of years. It may take that long, but really, can we fail? That would be my follow-up. Can we fail if we don't give up? And I would answer your question by saying no, because <laughs> even in your, even in your trying, I believe that you, you are learning new things, you are understanding new things, and I think slowly but surely you are changing things. And even if that means changing you, because <laughs> yeah. uh, because it's not you know sometimes. Sometimes, you know, yes, we have some things that we want to see improve with our students, but sometimes, I, I mean, and I've realized it too, sometimes it's me that yeah. changes. I see something in a new way. I gain new perspective. Um, and so I think that's just as powerful. Amen. No, I, I, I completely, completely agree with you. And I would, I would just want to add too that I think it's important sometimes for teachers because you had going back when you taught third grade and you had the opportunity to not necessarily loop but teach that same group again in fifth when i taught fourth grade i had the opportunity to move up to fifth the following year in loop now i didn't have the entire set of kids there were there were nine students that followed with me and that was awesome um it, it, just to be able to have that second year but i think it's important for for us to understand that we may not always see the fruits of our labor. So let's say we don't loop up with our kids or we don't get to teach them again in fifth. If we're planting those seeds, if we're not giving up on that kid, if we're just investing in him or her, they may move on from us to a different class, to a different school, to a different whatever, but we may be the ones like your first grade teacher who they're always looking back saying, Dean's the one who changed my life. Dean's the one who cared about me, who invested in me, who believed in me. And even, I mean, how many of your other students besides your, your nephew now look at you in that way? I have to think dozens. I mean, how many of them are doing that? And you may not even realize that. And that's, I think, important for anyone listening to remember it's like you're not always going to see the tree the, the 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 mature redwood tree from the seeds that you're planting but you're still planting those seeds and the tree can still grow so i love that analogy i really love that analogy and perhaps <clears throat> once that student leaves you everybody else is watering and being a light you know mm -hmm. and maybe adding a little fertilizer to that seed yep. that you planted I think that's a great analogy, and I even love how you use the redwood tree. 
Yeah, of all trees, you picked a redwood tree. Strong. <laughs> strong. Um, yeah, so I just, you know, it, it's it's such a beautiful thing, you know, and I've, I've taken opportunities to attend events, you know, recitals, piano recitals, you know, plays, sports, mm-hmm. yep. you know, those kinds of things. And, of course, I can't do it every day. I'd love to, but taking those opportunities to be there and to be present. Um, and to support those, those times do not go, uh, unrewarded. Um, they see you in a different way yeah. because you're out, you're out of the classroom. And so you're in a different light and you see them in a different way. And, you know, I think we're all the better because of, um, opportunities to reach like that. Amen. And, yeah. And like you said, it benefits them and it benefits us as well. So. Wow. Dean, thank you. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you um, sharing this. I am inspired and I know that anyone listening right now, uh, I'm sure that they are feeling the same way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Before we go, for anyone who wants to reach out to you, you mentioned you've written a book. So if somebody wants to pick that book up, because I'm going to assume that you're kind of touching on what you've talked about now in your book. I ordered it this morning. It'll be here Monday, by the way. So I'm excited. I'll, I'll be here on Monday. But uh, if someone wants to reach out to you on Twitter or somewhere, how can they get in touch with you? Well, I'm definitely there. Um, my handle on Twitter is at D-E-N-E. That's my first name, at Dean underscore Gainey, G-A-I-N-E-Y. I'm also on Voxer. If you are using Voxer, same username, at Dean underscore Ganey. Uh, you can go to my website, deangainey.com. You may find me there. And then as far as Journeys to the YNU, the book, it is available currently on Amazon, Journey to the YNU. You can even Google it, or you can find various links even on uh, <clears throat> my social media sites that will take you directly there. So I'm excited that uh, you were you have, you have are listening to this podcast now, and hopefully you'll have a chance to go pick it up because it definitely will challenge you to think maybe a little bit differently and even reflect on things that you've um, experienced up until this point. So hopefully encouraging you to find the why in you. Awesome. Well, Dean, thank you so much once again. Totally appreciate you taking the time. I know uh, I got something out of it. So again, even if no one else is listening, I got something out of it. So selfishly doing this podcast, doesn't matter if anyone listens. I'm getting something out. It's PD for BC, for Brent Coley. So... Ooh, that could be like a little tagline. Anyway. I like it. (laughs) So, and thanks everyone else for listening. If you haven't already done so, as I close each episode, be sure to subscribe. That way you're going to get your updated episodes automatically delivered to your phone, tablet, or computer. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or you can listen directly on my website at brentcoley.com. Once again, everyone, thanks for listening. And until next time, have a good one.